Welcome to Rise Up For You, a podcast focused on helping women get to the next step in life professionally and personally. Through our six pillars, relationships, investing, self-worth, career, love, and health, we focus on the whole woman. With interviews from global experts, teachers, authors, and more, we provide you with real strategy and tips that you can start implementing today in your career, relationships, and so much more. We are all about educating and empowering you to become your best self. And now your host, Natalina. Hi, everyone. Thank you so much for joining me today. It's an honor to be here and such an honor to have you here. Today, we're going to be talking with Kathy Ross, and she's going to be diving into the idea of reinvention and how we can truly live our passion, our purpose, and walk each day in alignment with who we are and what our values are. Um, We talk a great deal about what this idea of success is and how today social media and people that are around us and society in general can really take an effect on what we believe success is and really take us away from our values and our happiness. So when we talk about this idea of reinvention and really creating our goals for success, really understanding what that means for you and not to other people that are around you. This is a great episode with Kathy Ross. I really think that you'll enjoy it. Definitely a great conversation that I had with her resonated with me a ton. So I hope you enjoy it. Please share it with your friends and family. Rise up for you and enjoy this episode. Kathy, thank you so much for joining us here on the Rise Up For You podcast. It's really such an honor to have you on the show. I always like to start off the show by letting the audience get to know our guests. So go ahead and tell us about yourself and all the amazing things that you're currently doing. Well, thank you. Such a pleasure to be here. Um, I have kind of a fun story, probably not the conventional one, although I don't think any of us are conventional. I have owned my own business for 30 years in marketing, promotion, brand of business, sponsorship, strategic partnerships, licensing, kind of a lot of everything. And 30 years is a long time, so there's probably not an industry that I haven't touched in one way or another. And what's really fortunate for me is that I grew up with parents. I grew up in Australia. I lived in Israel and moved to LA as a teenager. So the world has sort of always been my backyard and I've had a perception of how large the world is and what's possible on so many levels. So I was blessed to have parents that sort of taught me that there was no box in life. And what's really cool is the way I've lived my life sort of prompted me at about 10 years ago to wake up one day and say, wow, I guess not everybody gets to see it through these rose-colored lenses, and not that anything's been easy. I've worked very hard my whole life. But to understand that there's a lot that's possible in our lives and a lot that we're entitled to. So that was sort of the rise of the Reinvention Exchange, which is my website, the blogs that I've been writing for the HuffPost for the last nine years, a book that's almost in its final stages that I'm working on, and really talking to a lot of people about their aha moments and life reinvention. So I sort of have this two-track parallel path piece of my life where a lot of those pieces intertwine. A lot of the work that we do within my company is about helping brands and companies reinvent themselves, although we call it something a little different in the marketing language. But in fact, it really is about that evolution and vision and taking next steps and building. And I'm bringing that sort of to the people, if you will, not just the companies, 
in all of this conversation around, around reinventing your life. That's a bit of background about me. So tell us a little bit more. We always like to ask about the journey because we, we find that it's really important. Tell, tell us a little bit more about your journey and, and how you ended up here. Is this an industry that you, um, you know, initially got into? Is it something that just kind of worked out for you? Give us a little bit more on how you got to where you are. Well, the marketing piece of it was something that really grew out of my passion for people and curiosity, I think because of the perspective that I had and my experience in always connecting and making new friends and meeting new people. I was always a people person. And my curiosity about business and how to grow it and how to make things happen and sort of the excitement that came with that was a natural. So straight out of college, I actually had a jewelry business in college. And I didn't go running out to find that nine-to-five job like most people do when they have, you know, when they've graduated. So I actually started my own business in college, which was the jewelry business, and then very naturally morphed into a public relations business. I worked for a small company, an individual, got my feet wet with that, had an older sister who was in the business, worked with her for a while. She moved overseas. We were kind of running an international business. And we kind of just operated from the premise of, that's interesting, let's try that and figure it out as we go. And so the process and journey for me was very much about that. Um, It was learning, self-education, self-awareness, a no-box mentality, and a let's figure this out approach to a lot of things. And from that grew what I would consider to be a very successful business. The reinvention part of my business, as I mentioned before, which is sort of this content aggregation exchange and place where people can share their stories and be inspired, came out of my desire to help others realize that they can live life with passion. And once again, sort of put a stake in the ground, said, I'm going to do this, started talking to people. I was representing an amazing women's conference called the WIE, the WE Conference in New York many years ago. Ariana Huffington was one of the partners in the conference at the time. We were having dinner. I said, Ariana, I'd love to write a column for the Huffington Post, and it's about reinvention. And she said, well, darling, I'm starting a, a reinvention column in two weeks, and there you have it. I started blogging for the Huffington Post in the reinvention section, and it, things just continue to evolve. I wake up one day, and I say, I'm going to start hosting reinvention salons. I put it out to people in my midst, and they say, great, I'll host one, and it happens. And sometimes that's what we just need to do. We just need to go for it and not overthink it. And so a lot of my journey has been about that and putting things out there and allowing them to form and shaping their success and hard work, dedication, sort of a 24-7 mentality to life. But as they say, if you love what you do, you'll never work a day in your life. And that's definitely the philosophy that I've been able to live with. That's definitely a bit about my journey. So I have a couple questions here. Um, I I love this idea and I love the work that you're doing. Some would argue that, 
you know, finding your passion to live your most fulfilled life doesn't necessarily need to commingle with your work. That work can be work, you know, um, where you have to, I guess, pay the bills and, uh, you know, make sure you have a stable life and the things that you're passionate about can happen after work. And I know that there's some debate in the industry about this. And uh, what are your thoughts on it just out of curiosity? Absolutely. Well, I love that you bring this up because I think there is, there is um, an amazing opportunity for those who know that they can make a living out of their passion. But I think to your point, there's a lot of people that have nine to five jobs, the necessity of the overhead, single mothers, all kinds of scenarios that force people into a position or a job where they wake up 10 years later and say, I'm not living my passion but this is what I need to do and it's a means to an end and I have responsibilities. But what I think is extraordinary about one's quest and passion for life is the ability to actually, to be able to find the things that you're passionate about and integrate them into your life. And I think that's critical. I think it's super important that when one can identify a part of their life that they'd like to grow in, that they pursue it no matter what is going on, that they make the time for it. Maybe it's putting $5 in the coffee can every week from that paycheck and building up to it. But I think it's really critical. And when we nurture our soul, everything in our life shows up a little bit better. So I urge folks to really tap into that and to identify areas of their life that they'd like to grow, that they'd like to nurture, hobbies they may want to undertake. It might be volunteering in a community. It might be learning a foreign language. It might be living a healthier lifestyle, which means, okay, just don't eat the cheese and don't eat the bread for two weeks and see how you feel. And when you do things like that, you can pat yourself on the back. You can wake up feeling like you're taking charge of your life. And there's an amazing feeling of power and control and ownership in your life when you do those things for yourself. So that's where I think reinvention and living your best life can sit very nicely with what might be that nine to five job that you have that you cannot break away from. But there are other ways to nurture your soul. And I am a huge believer that that's a critical part of living your best life. So where do we start with this? I mean, I'm sure that there are a number of people listening that are ready to reinvent themselves, that are ready to make a shift. Um, and really just the fear of uncertainty and how to go about doing it is what's preventing them from actually doing it. So what, what's, the, what's the very first initial step to kind of start this journey to reinvent yourself? Okay, it starts with something most fundamental, which is a pen and paper. And no kidding, when I say to people, make a roadmap, make a plan, that means take out pen and paper. It can be done on a computer, but there is something visceral that really connects a lot deeper when you take pen to paper. And when you do that and you start to identify what it is that you want to change, add to your life, evolve, really zero in on it, you write it down. You then start to put together the baby steps, that roadmap to get you from A to Z. And it's, you know, if you really think about what happens 
when you get in your car and you put on the GPS to go somewhere that you've not been before and you set that destination and then that GPS says, make a left turn, go three blocks, make a right turn, take a left, go six miles, make another right. That is what we need to create for ourselves. And it's not about trying to get from A to Z in one full swoop. It is about every baby step to get there. And that baby step roadmap could take a week, depending on what your goals are, or it could take five years. But if you know that you have a plan and if you take each step and stop and acknowledge at every step that you have accomplished something phenomenal for yourself, it rewards you and reminds you of what's to come in the next step. And I think what's really critical is that we have to also allow ourselves that we may get five steps into this journey and realize that maybe it's not what we want and maybe we're going to veer a different direction or we'll discover something along and that roadmap needs to be reworked because your discovery, your insights, whatever it is that you've come in contact with in that journey may actually require that you rethink the process, you rethink the timeline, you rethink the financial repercussions or, or needs in that journey. And so you've got to allow yourself to be open to that, to be amenable to change. And most importantly, stick to it. Because if you really want something, again, it could be that learning a language, it could be something helpful, it could be as significant as changing a relationship in your life, it could be a career move. But whatever that is, remind yourself of how valuable it is to you. Go back to that piece of paper, go back to those steps, and really allow yourself and reward yourself for each step that you're making in accomplishing that goal. So I think it's very deliberate. It seems obvious, but if you if you listen to this and just go, yeah, great idea, but you don't actually turn this podcast off when we're done and sit down and say, okay, on Saturday morning at 9 a.m., I'm going to go sit in that backyard or in that living room, and I'm going to write that down, and I'm going to start to deliberately create that, you may not quite accomplish what it is that you have been struggling to accomplish if that's a challenge. Mm. I like a couple things. First, that you said, um, actually write it down, pen and paper, which I, I agree with that, that there's something different about having a notepad or a notebook or a journal and a pencil in your hand and manifesting that physically opposed to, you know, just typing it or recording it into your audio or whatnot. Um, And also really just um, creating the space and the time, you know, whether it means like setting an appointment for yourself, you know, which I do all the time. (laughs) If I know I want to get it done, then I will put it in my book (laughs) as if I'm having a meeting with somebody. Yeah, yeah, we're we're our most important meeting, and we're the we're always the last on that priority list, and that's sort of another big big point that I really try to share with folks that we have to honor ourselves first. We are entitled. We spend our life in service of others constantly, and we need to just stop and allow ourselves, as they say, put your oxygen mask on first. If you do that everything else around you will show up. I, um, I have a question that um, it, it, it may be a tough one, but you know, I know we talk a lot about creating success and reaching your goals. And I find today personally that this idea of success 
um, has become so materialistic. There's so much hype to it that an individual's idea of success is no longer their own, right? It's what they see on social media. It's what they see in Hollywood. It's what they see amongst celebrities. Mm -hmm. And it's causing a lot of, uh, I don't want to say depression because I don't want to say something that's not a fact, but it's, it's just causing a lot of, a lot of angst. uh, Yeah. A lot of angst and a lot of, and a lot of, I don't feel good enough because I didn't achieve my goals financially. And I didn't get that Louis Vuitton bag and all my friends are traveling and I'm not. And you know, what can you say to this idea of success? Like what is success to you as an individual and how does somebody find that within themselves that really aligns with their values and not the values that you're seeing from other people and social media and everything else that's out there right now? Well, you just said it. And my answer to that is values. And I think that is the core right there. And I think we all need to spend a little more time reflecting, especially with the crazy world we're living in on what our core values are. I don't think we really spend enough time as we grow older if we're not doing that bit of self-reflection and thinking about what our values are and what our moral compass is, then we all need to be doing that a little bit more. And I think when we do that and we know that that is really our true north, when I, you know, for me, I know that my values are integrity and love. And I live by those. And every decision I make, everything I engage in, everybody I engage with, somehow needs to fit into that picture. And when you do that, you can then look at those pictures on Instagram and and sort of just be okay with who you are and your amazing life. And I think it's such an important issue to understand our own values and make sure that we're really connecting with those. I think that's something that we all could do with taking a little more time to do. Um, I think it's critical. And I actually wrote a a great blog years ago about success. Um, To me, I define success as, and, you know, here I've been running a business for 30 years and kept tons of clients, and there's a lot of goal setting for those and, and ways to measure success around that. But to me, a truly successful day was if I was able to hug my children, spend time with them, go to bed feeling like I checked enough things off my to-do list business-wise, but was able to check in with the people around me that I love in some shape, way or form. That, to me, was a successful day. Mm -hmm. And if I didn't have that in my life every day, that was not a success for me. And I think we have to define our success and measure what is it that makes us happy and how we define that word successful. Because I think you're right, there's a lot of pressure and sometimes very misguided pressure that is throwing people off. So I think this, this topic right here about success and values and our true north is something we all should spend a little more time with. As, as individuals. I agree with that. And, and that's something that I w- went through personally as well. You know, um, sometimes people will project their ideas onto you and make you think that you're not um, in alignment, right? I mean, I remember a time when I was doing some incredible work and I loved doing it and I was empowering youth and women and it was um, very fulfilling for me and I felt very aligned. 
And I remember somebody saying, well, don't you want, um, don't you want that big mansion and you know, the billions of dollars. And in my head, I'm just thinking, um, is this a projection on your end? Because I, I'm okay. Like I'm happy, you know, but I think that that happens quite a bit where some people, and this is, happens a lot in the entrepreneurial and the coaching world too, where sometimes it's like, you know, you're not where you need to be yet unless you got that six figures or that seven figure or the eight figure. And I think that sometimes people, they start to feel bad about their, their choices and what they're okay with. Yeah, no, I, I, I agree. And I'll tell you, I, my company was once 20 people, 15 clients traveling around the world, doing all these fabulous quote unquote things, which we still do. But I had this aha moment and I thought, you know, if I can make enough money with six people and half a dozen clients, I'm good with that because that's what I want so that I can also pursue the other things mm. in my life. Yeah. And I'm known to be a workaholic, 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 person. I'm not a slave to the overhead. I'm really engaged with every one of my clients. I have a criteria that the clients that are in my life for our agency, if I'm going to be up at two in the morning working on them, I better like what I'm doing and I better like who they are. And if not, they're out. Absolutely. <laughs> so, you know, I think sometimes, you know, we have to really stop and reflect that we're allowed, we're entitled to reflect on setting our own boundaries and our own criteria for what and who are in our lives. And I just don't, I think a lot of people are brought up to think that they're, they're not entitled. They may not have feel the self-worth to be able to indulge in that, but I'm here to say otherwise. And there are a lot of ways to bring that into your life, even if it's not the job thing. And I, that's where I, I'd love to inspire more people to own that conversation. Absolutely. I, I love that. Kathy, thank you so much for your time today. I'd love to jump into the power section of the interview. What is one sure. book that you've read that's had a massive impact on your life that you would recommend to us? Okay, this was a tough question because I went from Gone with the Wind to Thrive <laughs> to Eat, Pray, Love. I mean, books that we all love and grew up with. And I think what I settled on for the sake of this conversation, was the monk who sold his Ferrari. And I read it probably 10 years ago, and to this day, I think it had one of the most profound impacts. It was sort of that, you know, materialism versus deep thought connection where it was a real aha moment for me, and I just think it's a magnificent book in the way it's written. Um, there's a lot of other favorites because I love historical fiction and learning and growing, but I think the monk who sold his Ferrari was extraordinary and everybody could benefit from reading it. And Mm. it's a fun, fascinating read. So that would be my call. And you mentioned this earlier and I just, we'll just go ahead and reiterate. What is your number one value? I know you mentioned integrity and love. Is there, um, one of the, out of those two, one that comes to the forefront? Probably love. I, you know, I, I think that if, if you are love, if you know love, if you seek love, everything else around you functions the way it should in your life. That was, that was um, beautifully put. That just resonated a lot with me. 
And what's one golden nugget? We like to say here at Rise Up For You, if you can leave the world with one final message, your golden nugget, what would that be? Honor yourself first. I believe that if you really honor yourself, you will always do right by yourself. You're entitled, you are worth it, and you deserve it. And if you live life from that place, you will always create what's right for you, and you will know it. And as you know, we're Rise Up For You, and that's the podcast, that's the company. What does Rise Up For You mean to you when you hear it initially? I love, I love that you called your company Rise Up For You because I think it just sends such a critical message of it is about you. It's not about everybody else. You are front and center in your life. It's up to you to believe that you can and you will. You deserve to go for it. You deserve to live your life with passion. And if everything you do is in the name of rising up for you, you will live an extraordinary life. That's what that means. Thank you so much, Kathy. It's been really such an honor to have you on the show. How do we support you and how do we stay in touch with you? Well, thank you. I have a website called the Reinvention Exchange. So it's pretty easy to find. You can Google all of my blogs on the HuffPost website. Um, but all of the blogs that are there are also on the reinventionexchange.com website. Uh, you can join my newsletter when you go on there. You can just subscribe and you'll get email blasts every month. My social media is either on the Kathy Sharp Rock or the Reinvention Exchange. So on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, um, uh, LinkedIn, I'm on all the social media sites. The easiest thing is to go to the website and then you can reach me through there. If you have stories to share about aha moments or something that might be a great contribution to the book, which I'm in the midst of finishing this summer, uh, which is exciting. I'm talking to some incredible people about life reinvention, and I'm always open to that. So on the website, you can reach out to me and share where you're at in your life and if that's something we should be talking about. And I love it. And the exchange actually has a lot of inspirational stories, quotes, just a really great place to share in this conversation. So I encourage you all to join us on the website as well. Wonderful. Kathy, thank you again so much for joining us. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure, Nada. We really love that we got to connect. Thank you for joining us today. If you enjoyed this podcast, please share it and pass it on to your friends and family. You know, the podcast is just one way that we reach our community members. If you go to our website, www.riseupforyou.com, you will see articles written from contributors from around the world, webinars, live events for you to attend. But, you know, we also have a huge online resource center full of information that you can access absolutely free. And, you know, one of my favorite sections is the Unstoppable Confidence Toolbox that's full of practices and ways to help you build confidence so that you can overcome any doubt that's consistently getting in your way. It's actually pretty cool. I mean, there's PDFs, there's articles, there's exercises, there's so much for you to take hold of and really help you get to the next step. 
the cool thing is, is we have programs, trainings, and live coaching calls that are happening all year long, special for our members. So if you're looking for more and you really want to connect with like-minded women like yourself, then you definitely want to check out our membership and all of the benefits that we have to offer here at Rise Up For You. And lastly, if you haven't already, we would really love to hear from you and know how we're doing. Head over to iTunes, make sure you subscribe to the podcast if you haven't already, and let us know how we're doing. Rate us, review us, so that we can be better and rise up with you. It's always an honor and a pleasure to be here with you. Rise up for you, be better today than yesterday, and prepare for a greater tomorrow.